the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into hour two. It's a privilege and an honor to welcome back to the show a congresswoman representing Arizona's 8th Congressional District, Debbie Lesko. Debbie, um, congratulations, of course. Uh, no big surprise in your race, but thank you for your continued service in doing it, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. You have an interesting and what seems to me like a really common sense idea uh, for how to solve some of the issues involved in the speed or rapidity or rate at which we uh, get to our election results. Before I get to that, Debbie, any general observations about the election you'd like to share? It must be a delight to know you are now going to Washington, D.C. with uh, with a plus two uh, delegation from Arizona rather than a plus one, huh? Yeah, if uh, there's some bright light in that Arizona gained two Republican congressional seats. Yeah. Now, I'm disappointed in some of the statewide races and the U.S. Senate race. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful that uh, Kimberly Yee won. Yep. Um, I I don't know if Tom, is Tom Horn still ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah Tom Horn is in yeah, the is in the hunt. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Hopefully he yeah. wins. Rachel Mitchell for county big attorney won. Yeah, big win. Um, and we've got two Republican corporation commissioners yep. Yep. that I think are one. Yep. And so we've got some bright spots, but disappointments in other areas, of sure. course. Sure, but it is a big deal that you get a two plus uh, a plus two, right? I mean, this to me, I'll oh, tell yeah. you, this is the one thing that annoyed me more than anything else is that Arizona was sending a, a majority of Democrats to our with our congressional delegation. I mean, it, it's important to have friends by your side, isn't it? <laughs> it's definitely important, yeah. and we, you know. Two seats, that's a big deal. It is a big deal, yes. Yes. We're going to have a slim majority in uh, the House and two votes. Yeah, Arizona may have saved That could have made the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arizona may have saved Washington. All right, tell us us this idea because I was looking at it and it just seems like the most common sense thing in the world. Talk to us about the problem. Talk to us about your solution. Well, you know, I've thought about this for a while. I just never said it out loud, I guess, before somebody asked me about it. But you know the problem. It always takes forever, it seems like, for us to count votes in Arizona. And the reason being is that so many people that request mail-in ballots do not mail their ballot back in. Instead, they drop it off at the polling place on Election Day. Well, those ballots do not even get processed, start to get processed, till the next day. And that's why it takes so long. What did we have, 290,000 people? Debbie, are these what we sometimes, that? are these what we call late earlies? I, I don't know what the title is, quite frankly. Okay. That's probably the case. Yeah, okay. I call them um, mail-in ballots that were dropped, dropped off on off. Election yeah. Day. Okay. Yeah, All they right. were dropped <laughs> off in a box on Election Day. And to me, it seemed like we're waiting and waiting, and, you know, the entire country is making fun of Arizona, saying we're taking so long, you know, what's our problem? 
I think there's a simple solution that actually could get bipartisan support. And that would be simply, if you're not going to mail in your early ballot, and instead you're going to go on election day and drop it off, why don't we just open up the envelope, the people show ID like they would at the poll normally, open up the envelope, put the ballot through the machine, it gets counted that night. Then we wouldn't have days and days and days and days of counting. Because that's what it is about. It's about signature verification on those. That is what the delay is, isn't it? Yeah, 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 they can't count them because the people haven't dropped them off right. until election day, right? right. And so, the, so they don't start counting those and verifying the signature on the outside of the envelope until the Wednesday after the election, and then it keeps on going on for days and days. And so, would it? It would just cut down the number of days it would take to count ballots if we just took all of those ballots that people already had in an envelope. Yep. We just take them out, we show ID, we, you know, to make sure you're the same person, and then put them through the counting machine and be done. Now, you might have more, you know, there'll be more people than waiting in line, right? So yep. that's the only negative. So you'd probably have to add uh, some more voting machines and more workers. But I, I think it's a, to me, it seems like a common sense solution I don't know if there's anything I haven't thought about. And so I actually saw, I saw Jay Kaufman in Washington, D.C. yesterday, uh, uh, and he's in the state legislature, and he said, hey, I introduced legislation like that last, last time. He said Rusty Bowers killed the bill. Uh, and so, so I don't know why Rusty Bowers killed the bill. Is that's what he said anyway? And so he's going to try to reintroduce it again. I think it's a great idea. And the only real downside, uh, I think you said it, but the only real downside is, I mean, even with extra uh, locations and uh, and personnel, is that people who want to drop it off and 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 handle that uh, quickly, they they would have to stand in line probably a little bit longer, or they'd have to stand in line a little bit, right? That would be the only downside, really. That yeah, you, can if, think you of. know, it, it depends on if there's a line there or yeah, not. Right, For instance, you know, my I, I know somebody that went in um, on election day morning, voted in person, was in and out. Yeah, you I know. know I mean, it, it just right. depends it's on just what a, time. You get there if you get there during rush hour, or or not. You know, so it to me it seemed like a simple solution, um, and and I'm going to pursue it. I already have talked to a state legislator Good. about it, but I'm going to pursue it with other state legislators. Good. You, you if, know, you know this state leg- You know the state legislature really well. Uh, the the theoretical chances that this will happen. I think. I think. We'll have some wind at its back because I think people are finally just tired of this delay. I think they're just tired of it and ready for anything yeah, because, that will help. Yeah, because most people don't understand why it happens, right. and they think we're just a bunch of incompetent people that can't can't count votes. I yeah. mean, I I I've heard it, you know, since yesterday. I've heard other Congress members make jokes about Arizona. Oh, they can't count ballots yeah. over there, you yeah. know, blah 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 blah. You know, and they don't understand why why it takes so many days. And so, to me, this seemed like a simple solution. You would think it would have bipartisan support, although in the past, Democrats have opposed showing ID at the polls. So maybe they'll oppose it. I don't know. Um, And, you know, but hopefully we can work it out. I mean, now it seems like we have a Democrat governor coming in. 
Um, so uh, I, I don't know if uh, Ducey is going to, you know, try to do a special session before he leaves right. or what and get some stuff done. That might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Well, I okay, so people may have heard it here first. Uh, talk to your uh, newly elected or reelected Legislator, legislator about that, your state senator, your state house member. It seems to me like a fantastic idea, Debbie. I can't see the downside either. Not me either, but somebody will bring one up. Hey, here's a question. Here's a, yeah, yeah, someone will. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, you're right about that. Uh, Debbie, uh, how united do you, does our caucus look going into this session of Congress, assuming that we're uh, a a majority are we are we a pretty united well caucus? you know well you know what happened today of yep. course andy biggs uh ran for speaker uh against uh, kevin mccarthy kevin mccarthy got the nomination from within the caucus mm-hmm. all he needed was a majority of the republicans to vote for him but the key vote is actually january 3rd okay so january 3rd is when um, the, in order for anyone to become speaker, they need 218 votes. Right. Today, Andy Biggs got 31 votes. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy got 188 votes. Okay. So that means Kevin McCarthy has 31 people he has to convince to vote for him. Maybe not 31. It depends on how big our majority is. Okay. If we have 219 Republicans, then he has to convince 30 of those people to change their vote and vote for him, right? Okay, yeah. And so it's it's quite the when you have a a narrow majority, then any one Congress member or any two Congress members have a lot, a lot of leverage. Yeah. And the thing that Andy uh, Biggs and others wanted is they want a change in the rules. Uh-huh. They want to change in the rules so that members can offer amendments on the floor to build so there's more regular procedure because what's happening under Nancy Pelosi is that she shoves bills on the floor that haven't even gone through committee Um, and since I think they said since 2015 or 2016 no member has been able to offer an amendment to a bill on the floor and so and so members want more flexibility in um, being able to debate, being able to add amendments to bills. Um, and so I think that is what, uh, well, I know that's what Andy Biggs Good. is fighting for, okay. is, right. is some kind of leverage to maybe change the rules. Uh, and I think some of those 31 people, if, if Kevin McCarthy or someone else, said, you know, yes, I'm agreeing to this flexibility and rules and giving more power to the individual members, yeah. then, you know, some of these people might change their vote. Much more know. unity, yeah. Debbie Lesko, yeah. thank you. i got to hit the break, but thank you for your service. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for everything, as always. Godspeed and God bless thank you. Thank you. You betcha. We'll be in Thanks. touch. You bet. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Gold has been used as money for nearly 3,000 years, and today gold remains a common-sense investment that's simple and straightforward. You don't need a pushy commission salesperson to tell you why you should buy gold. You already want it. All you need is a reputable dealer with advice based on experience and a complete range of bullion and coins so you get what you want at the best value. Enter the Midas Gold Group. They're veteran-owned, veteran-staffed, and proud supporters of this show and this station. They're fighting for your right to financial stability and privacy that gold and other precious metals offer. Trust the dealer that I, Seb Gorka, and thousands of you already trust, the Midas Gold Group. Check them out online at Midas Gold Group. Group.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com or 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Joe is in Phoenix. Thank you for your patience, Joe. Yes, sir. Actually, I'm in the Republic of Minnesota. Oh, okay. But uh, that's, an, that's another story. It's a great pleasure to talk with you again, Seth. It's been five years oh, since my. I moved back from Phoenix so I could be with my grandkids after living there 19 years. And uh, I first met you, uh, I drove you and Bill when you were still with Bill a dozen years ago or so. And then uh, one Thanksgiving, probably 10 years ago, oh, no. you came back on Thanksgiving morning <laughs> to be with your family, and I drove you, and that was the last time I saw you. Aww. Well, thank you, Joe. You I now know who you are. Show. Thank you very much. Yeah, and then you and Chris were doing a show here together when I still lived there, uh, 16, 17, and so I listen to you faithfully. Thank you. But I have to listen to you now pretty regularly uh, on my phone because um, we do have some choices up here on the Patriot locally, but they don't have the intellectual. You're very uh, kind, Joe. Thank you for thank you for you all have. those nice words. Thank you, sir. Go right but ahead. As far as the election yes. goes, first of all, I'm, I'm literally sick to my stomach about Kerry Lake losing. Uh, because as as much as I was hoping for Blake Masters and Mark Fincham um, and your attorney general, who may have won, uh, the reality is that Kerry could have done more for Arizona citizens than any of the other candidates, simply because of your situation on the border. And um, it just, I, 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 I cannot understand why she didn't get elected. There are so many elephants in the room, Seth, that the walls are collapsing. We could start with the fact that the funding from the National Republicans didn't go to Kerry Lake and it did not go to, to Blake Masters, uh, as well as, you know, Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska, and General Bolduck in New Hampshire. And, and you can point to that as the biggest contributing factor to the, to the losses. The other elephant in the room is Republicans did not get out the numbers like the Democrats did, and it's still a numbers game. And as far as the abortion issue goes, the biggest elephant is single women under age 39. Mm -hmm. They have been so indoctrinated through the educational system to believe all the poison they believe about that subject that they're voting overwhelmingly Democrat. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the economic issues seem to be almost meaningless in this election, which mm-hmm. just shocked me because the voters are doing it to themselves. Look at what we got to live with for another two years simply because they stubbornly refuse to vote many Republican candidates. Mm-hmm. One of and the ent- yeah, go down, ahead, go ahead. Well, the loyalty of the Republican people, the infighting. Um, 
when it comes to elections, Democrats, as much as they argue with one another, they vote overwhelmingly for their candidate. Yes. Republicans don't do that. Yeah. And they, you know, I was a Trump voter. I don't think I can support him this time Mm -hmm. because of a lot of reasons. But Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, Seth, how many Phoenicians I argued with as a driver that were Republicans and conservatives and pro-lifers who refused to vote for Trump because they didn't like his style, they didn't like his language, they didn't like his reputation. And I kept telling them, look, I'm a Catholic. We try to be saints to get to heaven, but we don't vote for saints. We vote for leaders. And it was because of many Republicans like that that I think we saw a bad result this year. Joe, here's something. Carrie Lake was yeah. outspoken, and, and and maybe she said some things to the press that offended some people. Tough crap. Joe, here, She's a leader. Joe, here's something interesting that um, if I'm right about this, and I don't know why I wouldn't be because I'm just reading the data, that it seems to me uh, more Republicans need to embrace and I'll, I'll I'll try and make it as clearly uh, I'll make it as clear as I can on the exit polling on abortion uh, exit polls with views on abortion. Thirty um, percent of voters thought abortion should be legal in most cases. Ten percent of voters thought abortion should be illegal in most cases. Twenty six percent of voters thought abortion should be illegal in most cases. That gets you about 66% who say there should be some kind to zero. Yeah, some kind to zero. Um, uh, 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 Let me me do it in the other way. It tells you that there is 66% of the population that voted said that they want some restriction on abortion or no abortion, either no abortion or some restriction on abortion. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. Here's the interesting thing. And I don't know that enough have done this research or understand that 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 biggest number. Thirty percent of voters thought abortion should be legal in most cases, legal in most cases. Would you say 70 percent is most cases? 60% is most cases, 80% is most cases, of course you would. Do you realize that 90% of abortions take place before the 15-week limit that was at issue in the Dobbs case or that was the law that Ducey signed in Arizona or the law that Ron DeSantis signed in Florida? In other words, if we weren't so shell-shocked from not everyone, but a lot of candidates were, if we weren't so shell-shocked from describing it, that 30 percent, that highest number, that view that it should be legal in most cases, that was the law that was at issue in the Mississippi case. It was the law that Doug Ducey signed. It was the law that Ron DeSantis signed. Ninety percent of abortions take place before that. Ninety percent. That's most cases. I have no idea why we um, so concede that point to the Democrats and the left and become so, so shell-shocked. These are votes we should not have given back to the Democrats. All right, Joe, thank you, and thank you for your very kind words. There's room for more, 602-508-0960, anything you want. 
one of the interesting questions I'm plumbing is what you think Donald Trump will say tonight, what you think he should say tonight. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I am Seth, 602-508-0960. Richard is in Cave Creek. Hello, Richard. Yes, hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, first, I'm so disappointed in Arizona not electing Kerry Lake. Um, I don't know if something funny went on there or not. Who knows? Um, but, of course, we can't talk about it because we'll all be... Uh, you know, canceled. Um, the next thing is Pennsylvania. I, I think I, you're not going to get canceled here, Richard. <laughs> we're not going to get. Well, no, we're not going to cancel. I, I I just don't have enough evidence to see that that's the case yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we probably will never be able to get it now without a governor. Um, anyway, um, I've already been kicked off of Twitter. I cannot believe Pennsylvania voted for Fetterman. I cannot understand people being so uh, blinded willing to vote Democrat, you know, for such a turd candidate. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I can explain it. I can explain it. Mitch McConnell ought to be canned. And, um, you know, uh, him not supporting Arizona Senate candidate and, um, you know, the other guy in um, whatever state, Alaska, lady. And then the last thing, Seth, is this. Um I, I still support Trump. I hope he's not um, going to be as caustic as he was in the past with the tweets. I don't think he should attack Ron DeSantis. I think it would be great if we could get, you know, a Trump-DeSantis ticket and then hopefully get DeSantis in for eight years after Trump. I don't know that DeSantis would be interested in that, but... I think that's a winning ticket. Do you think Trump uh, over the last couple of weeks has shown himself to be less caustic than he was before? No, yeah. but I, I would <laughs> okay. hope so. Right. Maybe starting tonight, he could send a message of, you know, more of unity, uh, at least amongst the Republicans. It would be great if he could, whatever he does tonight, um, try and create more unity amongst the Republicans, Richard. I, I, I would agree with you certainly on that. I, I'm not sure what he's going to say tonight. We'll cover it live here. You can you can hear the address here. It starts at 7, and we'll carry it. Um, so far, uh, most of the speculation is he's going to announce his run. Um, will there be anything surprising in addition to that? There's been speculation on that. There's been some speculation about possibly uh, doing a third party. Um, and, and who knows what? Who knows what? Um, the timing is interesting. I, it, if he's going to announce a run, I, I question a little bit of the timing right now, today. It doesn't feel like the right day for it to me based on uh, what Arizona has shown. But, um, you know, he... Um, you can say a lot of things about Trump. One thing I will say is he has the gift of being himself, and, you know, he takes his own counsel. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, patience uh, patience is still a virtue. David is in Anthem. Hello, David. Yes, good afternoon. Thank good you afternoon. very much. You have a wonderful program. Well, thank you very much. That's nice of you to say. 
you do. Uh, I am just, uh, I think, like many people, reeling from the Cary Lake loss mm-hmm. and, frankly, in disbelief. And I'm, I'm trying to come up with maybe proactive solutions. And I wanted to bounce one off of sure. you to see if it was realistic. Sure. Uh, what if the Lake campaign or there was just a general grassroots effort to raise, let's say, $250,000? Uh, and that was divvied up into five pieces. And... Uh, it was publicly offered that the first person to step forward with any evidence of fraud, uh, ballot harvesting, manipulation, etc., uh, that led to the arrest and or conviction of the scheme sponsors would receive $50,000. Uh, I'm trying to fight fire with fire. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's one of the ideas that I came up with. And, yeah. you know, maybe there's somebody out there that if there was fraud would turn for, you know, my, my guess, my, my general guess, David. And, it, you know, I, I'm 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 guessing at this a little bit as much as maybe you are. My, my guess is uh, if there's clear evidence of some kind of fraud, um, there's not going to be a need to induce it with a $50,000 check. Uh, my guess is it'll come forward. I'm also going to guess, unless this transpired since I got on the air, that without uh, filings uh, by the lawyers at this point, that the evidence is very thin on that. Um, most of her supporters yesterday uh, were saying there was no evidence that they could point to showing it. Um, it um, it probably doesn't change simply because the result wasn't what was expected. Um, The other thing I want to say, David, is let's also sit back and think a little bit about what it looks like, again, to try and create that kind of what, that kind of response. All right, I got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're concerned with stock market volatility, why refi has a solution for you. They have an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market. A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there's no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly. There are no fees. This is a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate. How high? Up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, up to 10.25% rate of return. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm, and you can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI34. That's 888-YREFI34. Local company, you can visit with them. Never a sales pitch. They just like talking about what they do and letting it speak for itself. Leanne is in Chandler. Hello, Leanne. Hi, Seth. I really enjoy your program. It's very intelligent. And, and the call-in, the people that call in have really good comments. Thank and you. Fun yes. to listen Thank to. you. Okay. Um, first, I want to say that I am very disappointed that Carrie Lake did not win. And I think it's pretty obviously obvious that there's incompetence, if not corruption, in our um, election process. So 
hopefully uh, the Dems will uh, agree that some changes have to be made. I love uh, Debbie Lesko's idea. Yeah. I think that's great. I do, too. Um, I mean, that's one thing that maybe both parties can agree on, because Mm -hmm. I think everybody is looking at us and everybody is concerned. But um, I have a prediction tonight about what yeah. uh, Trump is going to do. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to talk about the, um, the, the progress and all of the uh, policies that he put in place four years ago, and he will name various things, and that he wants to pick up where he left off and help America get back on track again. Will he announce that he's running for president to do so? I think so. Uh Um, I heard a discussion more than once. Uh, This has been about a month or so ago from Matt Schlapp. He was on a panel, and he was saying that Trump almost has to run because there's so many lawsuits and so much legal stuff going on that this would be a way that he could um, protect himself. himself. Or <laughs> That's an interesting himself. theory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think Matt is pretty close to Donald Trump. My guess is if uh, Matt thinks he's going to run, then um, he's probably going to run. Um, but thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you, Leanne. I appreciate that. Would he have your support if he does so? I will support whoever the Republicans nominate. But what if it comes to Arizona and you have to choose who the nominee is? Yeah. If I would have to choose, I would not choose him because he has had us. He has had seven years to clean up his uh, talk about other people and to show some class. And uh, he's not done that. So I would not vote for I him in the primary, I but I would it. support him. Yeah, in the general, I would sure, him if sure. He won. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell um, you, thank you, Leanne. It's so interesting. The calls and the emails I'm getting saying that um, that they would support him in a general, uh, that they do predict he will uh, run uh, or announce his run tonight, and yet that that he is not their first choice. It's so interesting to me. Um, yeah, which may be part and parcel of why today may not be the right day. Anyway, he, as I say, he takes his own counsel. Dan is in Phoenix. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? Steph? I'm fine. How are Thanks you? Thanks for your show. Thank you. Good. Thank Good. You. Hey, I think what he's going to say tonight is that he's going to run. But what I would hope that would happen is that he'd say, um, standing next to me is Ron DeSantis, mm. and the two of us are going to do everything we can to get Walker across the finish line. Mm. That's what I wish would happen. Interesting. Um, and if he uh, let me let me play this uh, last question out a little bit for you, Dan. If he does run uh, and he doesn't uh, join with Ron DeSantis on a ticket, um, obviously there'd have to be the the, the locality and the, and the state of residence would have to change. But assuming he and Ron DeSantis are not uh, on the ticket together or are, are running against each other in the primary, are, is Trump your first vote in the primary? No. Yeah, it's no. interesting. I, I am I hearing this all day body. long, huh? Yeah. I am yeah, hearing it all who, day long. Yeah. Yeah. The, the person who couldn't figure out why... Uh, um, I'm hearing it for different reasons, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it, everyone yeah, has a different yeah. reason, it seems like, but I am hearing that. Yeah. That's an yeah. interesting The reason measure. I think Oz didn't win was uh, that from the time we're in junior high, we hear... 
how negative a carpetbagger is. And I think that's <laughs> what uh, everybody saw was happening. That's with, so with interesting. Us. That's so interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. And thank you for your kind comments as well. Uh, Bill, where am I, or David, where am I going to next? Is it line two? I think, is it? Which one? Yes, line two? Line two. Warren in Mesa. Hi, Warren. Hi. I'm here to give a little bit of a silver lining. Okay. On the international thing, we did win. We got the House. We didn't have the House before. That's correct. Also, the Senate was a bad year for the Senate that people don't talk about. I, I remind people, in September, two months ago, no one thought we had the Senate. No one. It was off the table. And uh, some of the things we did was we made a lot of competitive races that most people thought wouldn't be competitive in the overall ring. I mean, if you want to encapsulate the whole uh, election, it's the year of the incumbent. Interesting. We did not get too many things done other than open seats. Interesting. And open seats went Democratic way, which is sad. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I never thought that our any movement should be about one person. Right. So, right. For sure. Whether Trump runs or not, I mean, I like I like the things that happened during his uh, his administration. I mean, things that I were as amazed at is his Middle East policies and things like that. Pretty incredible. Now, Pretty incredible. You know, I'll give another piece of kind of I don't know if it's silver lining or or tarnished silver lining. But one thing most presidential historians will tell you about tremendously successful first-term presidencies, they're not replicable in the second term. Second terms do not do well for first-term successful presidencies. Obviously, we could think about this uh, easily uh, with Republicans. Reagan got bogged down a little bit with Iran-Contra. Excuse me. In his second term, Nixon obviously was a big uh, (laughs) the biggest failure of all in his second term. Uh, George W. Bush, he was man, he was maybe the greatest hero in the world in his first term. In the second term, uh, well, it's everything in a second term that's kind of led him to not speak at Republican conventions anymore, be talked about by much by many very by very many Republicans at all anymore. Kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if that's a. Any kind of silver lining or silver burnished lining, maybe someone's telling that to Trump, too. Maybe. And, you know, of course, with uh, an interrupted uh, uh, potentially a victory with a potential a potential victory with an interrupted presidency in the middle. You know, that's 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 only happened once before as well. All right. Thank you for the call, Warren. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Seth Leibson for Bingo Reverse Mortgage. Inflation slamming retirees, throwing retirement budgets into chaos. It's at a 40-year high. The dollar isn't going as far as it did just months ago. Gas prices sky high. Grocery prices increasing over 13% just since July. Recession looming. Aging adults are struggling to make ends meet. A reverse mortgage from Bingo Reverse Mortgage could be the safety net you need to get through these hard times by allowing you to convert the equity in your home into cash. A reverse mortgage could put more money in your pocket for living expenses, help you fight inflation, make your investments last longer, and give you the security in your retirement that you deserve. Call the veteran-owned and veteran staff bingo team at 928-277-4476. That's 928 
877-477-4476 or visit BingoReverseMortgage.com. BingoReverseMortgage.com. Mention that I sent you and get a free appraisal reimbursed at closing a $1,000 value. Michael is in Rio Verde. Hello, Michael. Hey, this is a great program, by the way. Thanks. About transplant. Thanks. Hey, a um, couple real quick things. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I think Carrie Lake, I, I think we lost this five with a thousand cuts. I think mm-hmm. she tied herself really closely to, to uh, Donald Trump. Like, And I think that did turn off some of the independents and some of the other Republicans that I know here, at least. The other thing is, I think the Democrats do a good job of the mail-in voting system. They, they're they able to gather the ballots, and yeah, I'm not saying it's illegal, but semi-harvesting when they go to ASU and make sure they help kids fill out their ballots, you know, I mean, it's, you know, so, I, but the other thing is, we got a 50-50 state, basically, I mean, more, you know, it's 50% of the folks voted for Carrie Lake and the other half didn't. And as far as Donald Trump goes, I, 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 I would love to see him not run, but he's going to. And um, I think the party's going to have to deal with it in a constructive way, if at all possible. I'm not sure what that is, Seth. I'm open to hearing <laughs> Yeah, I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. I'm yeah. not sure how it goes. If he yeah. runs and... Uh, on DeSantis runs, and I don't know if anyone else gets in. Uh, most of the thinking is that Donald Trump does better with bigger fields. So it would be if you're supporting Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump, uh, hopefully the theory, the theory would go, please, um, please everyone else bow out. You don't have it. It's either Trump or DeSantis. Uh, that's one. Uh, two, it looks like DeSantis will handle it, Donald Trump, the way he has over the last couple of weeks. Um, not playing the game. Uh, he was asked about it today. He said, when you're in the lead, um, he said a version of uh, they always tackle the guy that has the football. He's got the football. I think he has some sharp, uh, sharp shoulders as well. Michael, thank you. I am Seth. We will be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 